Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWrap.com. Welcome to week 11. Uh, Austin is actually on vacation. He's out hunting for rabbits. No, no, for deer. And instead, I've got a good buddy of mine, Scott Quimby. Q. What up, Oz? Hey, Q. So, Scott is the actually the one who started the football league that I've been in for 32 years. How long has it been going on? 36, 30, 37? 33 years, 1989. So you came in in probably 92-ish. Yeah, so maybe I was so only 30 years? 30-ish years, yeah. Yeah. Fun times. Um, Scott and I used to sit around at the office and uh, Monday mornings and Tuesday mornings go through the paper. and When we should have been doing our actual job. But well... You know, yeah. I was your boss. You were good. And, and, and look, I mean, look what this turned into. I mean, yeah. I mean, who could ask for anything more? <laughs> so uh, we always talk about our teams. Um, my teams were one and two this week. The um, loss in Q's league didn't help me. I am now three and seven. No, four, four and, and seven. Four and seven. Um, However, I'm tied for first place in my division, and one of us is going to go to the playoffs. Scott's in my division also. He's three and eight. Three and eight. So you folks have come to the right place for fantasy football advice. Yeah, we are the studs. Um, but I, I will say that uh, between us, how many how many t- championships you have? Um, I think I have three or four in that league. So and between us, seven. we've got 10 or 11 in yeah. a 16-team league over 30 plus years only one of us has a trophy named after us though true true um you 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 know you just aren't that lucky maybe if you were a little bit better (laughs) everybody vies for the oz trophy it's the wizard trophy so in my other leagues in the high scoring game league i picked up kirk cousins and um he took a poop so i lost and in the league that i've actually uh, inherited a rather lousy team. It's a dynasty league, and uh, I'm ten and one. So I have funny how this game works yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I was I was playing for hopefully the first. So I I actually have another guy's first round draft choice and his third, and he and I are in first and second place. So I had been hoping that you know I'd be able to package those together and get C.J. Stroud or you know improve my quarterback. Uh, depth and um now i keep on winning yeah you might not even need to (laughs) no no i i need to i mean (laughs) lamar jackson is my my stud uh it's it's a um uh, two quarterback league so i feel like i need to let you know oz the object of this game is to win your games every week i I get that but not when you're inheriting a crappy team and you're going to build for the future i mean entry fee is 30 bucks your future is now brother yeah yeah your future is right now i'm getting old i might die before it's time well, that's a whole nother subject, but okay. <laughs> so how did you do this week? Uh, I also went one and two. Um, the, the league that I don't really care about anymore is my own that you're in. <laughs> uh, I had the 16th draft pick in that league, which everybody knows in a really deep league, 16-teamer, you have to ha- have to have your first couple of picks fire off. 
and I've had the opposite happen. So who were your two first? Um, I had uh, DeAndre Swift and yeah. Brian Robinson. No, not Brian Robinson. Um, I'm trying to remember who my second one was because they're not even on my team anymore. Wow. And then Keenan Allen, who got hurt, and it's just it's been well, down. DeAndre down Swift, down. I think I had him last year, and he was injured most of the season. Yeah, I mean it's such a running back heavy league. You know, yeah. we've, we've talked about it for years. And when you got a sixteen team league, if you don't get a quality running back, you're in trouble. And if you don't take a running back there, you know you're you're not going to get anything. I mean, you might have a running back that doesn't even start on his own team by the time he gets back to you. Oh so. yeah, I mean, well look at look at Dorno. I mean, he picks up the two top wide receivers in mm-hmm. the first and second round. And then he picks up the next uh, six or seven rounds. He goes running back. And usually the, none of them are starters. He got lucky. I think he has Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, he usually doesn't have a starting right. running back. He's just so. hoping for somebody to get hurt. Right, have, right. Have the handcuff. Yep. So let's <clears throat> move on to our injuries. Uh, first up is Rondale Moore. Uh, pulled his groin. He's day-to-day. Um Tough break for him too, because he's he's got some fantasy outlook on him that just just can't buy a break. Can't yeah, get him on the field. Yeah, he was coming on. Um, Kyle Pitts, uh, MCL injury. Who? Yeah, <laughs> he he's been horrible this year. Um, I actually have him. Oh, you have him in this yeah. league. He, he was in my that he was my keeper actually in the uh, Waterloo oh, yeah. league. That's right in that league. And he yeah. That is horrible. Terrible, um, terrible mistake. He's on IR. Um, next up is Wandale Robinson. He had an ACL injury. He is out for the year. Um, he was he was coming on a little bit also, um, but again, I mean, rookie receiver and not a not necessarily a huge upside. I mean, some upside there because of the uh, injury to uh, mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard. Right. Um, I'm kind of a giant. Giant Jets, Jets anti-bias. Like I don't, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the two New York teams, and I don't know why. I mean, they're both actually playing above their heads this year, and excellent coaching on both sides. Right. But I just didn't pay any attention outside of Saquon Barley and Brees Hall when it came time for draft day. I didn't pay any attention to anybody wearing blue or green. Right. Just, well, they're they're usually. I mean, they've been so ho hum for so long right. that it's hard to get excited about either. I, yeah, of those I feel teams. like there's been a, an up and coming must have wide receiver wearing giant blue for the last twenty years, and <laughs> it's never materialized. So. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a first round draft pick at uh, wide receiver in Green Bay. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> next, we've got Matt Stafford who left with a concussion, um, so he's in the concussion protocol. Uh, Sorry, Matt, I picked you up on my team, and that's why you got hurt again. (laughs) Horrible season for him, horrible season for the Rams. Uh, Next up, Chase Edmonds, uh, high ankle sprain. He's going to be out multiple weeks. He, uh, you know, he he could have made a difference. Um, He still might if he can get back. Yeah. Um, Interesting thing is that uh, Denver cut um, Mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon. This week. Rush to the waiver wire for Latavius Murray, everybody. Yeah, pretty sure you he's heard, picked up in some. You heard it here <laughs> two thousandth. This is not the first time you've been told this if you listen to fantasy football. Exactly. Yeah. Uh next up, Joe Mixon. Uh concussion in the protocol. Uh left and Samaji Pirine was a stud 
explosion to yeah. say the least. Yeah. He looked fast too, man. He looked he ran hard. He ran with a purpose. Yeah. Um so you may see some more of him. You'll definitely see some of him while he's uh, you know, because he's the preferred uh um third down back. Next up, Miles Boykin. Oblique injury day to day. Um Miles Boykin. Yeah. No. I don't I don't think he's a huge impact. Not interested. Jalen Warren, um, not, hamstring injury, could miss time. Not interested. Not interested. I mean, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of value uh, on that team because no. Najee Harris but, but gets he did, everything. He did seem to let because they were starting to give him more carries. I'm not saying he was feature or anything like that, but I think Najee kind of got a message because Najee definitely looked better this week. Probably he probably looked the best he's looked all season. Agreed. And uh, I think maybe maybe that's just you know the whole rearview mirror thing. Maybe I don't have a lock on this job. But I I want no running backs in Pittsburgh this year, not until they get their offensive line figured out. Right. Next up, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, ankle injury could go to the IR. I haven't heard if he did yet today. Um, Isaiah Pacheco time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if he's uh, available, go pick him up. Next up, Kadarius Tony hamstring oh. injury. <laughs> that one hurts so bad. Why? I had him starting in two... Of my three. Ow. And uh, both of them are non-flex league. So it was, you know, these are these are my two wide, two starting wide receivers that I needed to have right there. Yeah. And so how did, uh, when, so how early did he get injured? Early. Early, he, that's he, what I thought. He, he was in for about three plays. He didn't start the game. I think he was, uh, we were, we were trying to gamble while we were watching the game <laughs> at the same time, but uh, I, I'm, I want to say it was half, by halfway through the first quarter he was out. Gotcha. Um, like I said, two to three weeks with him on the hamstring. Mike Williams, boy, that was an impressive comeback. He'll be back. He'll be back in two to three weeks. I um, don't think so. I think um, I think I just read, unless, unless you got information I don't I, have. I picked it up this morning that they thought that he could be out two to three weeks because it's, uh, um, I mean, he, he was coming back from the ankle injury right. and re-aggravated right. it right away. And, you know, we'll doesn't keep, sound like he's going to play a ton. have to keep an eye on it throughout the week because the word I heard from one of the sources that I used was that uh, the coaching staff didn't feel like it was anything to be too concerned about, and they expected wow. him back on the practice field by the end of the week. So. Awesome. Uh, Justin Fields, shoulder injury day-to-day. My fingers are crossed so hard on this one. Yeah, you've got him in your uh, keeper league. Two leagues, yeah. Two leagues, yeah. I mean, having a great year. Um, Just an amazing year once they figured out how to utilize him correctly. for sure. He's Um, he's an exciting player, and I'm a Viking fan. Sorry to all you listening, and I know you're a Packer fan. It's a little nervous, a little nerve-wracking having that guy in our division for the next 12, 15 years. Yeah, I I said to my my good buddy from, yeah, I said to my good buddy from Illinois, you know, he's he's been dealing with, uh, I think they went through 18 quarterbacks while the Packers had two real starters. I mean, we've had an injury start here and there, right, Um, over 30-plus years. And, uh, you know, I, I said to him, maybe you finally have a quarterback that you're going to have around for quite some time that's going to take you uh, further than you've ever gone, you know, 
in the last 30 years. The only thing you worry about is the classic running quarterback, you know, taking exactly. hits and, but you know, he's, well, and, he's and he got injured when, on one of those, didn't he? He did. He did. Um, he's going to learn when to get down and when to save himself a little bit. I think he's a pretty smart cat and he, he just throws the ball better than a lot of the scrambling quarterbacks that we're used to seeing. Right. I think, I think he's going to be legit. I, I hope so for, for the bears sake, because they've been in uh bad place for quite some time. So let's move on to our studs. Samaji Pirine plus 22.6 points above projected four catches on four targets, 52 yards, three touchdowns. 11 rushes for 30 yards. Is he going to keep it up? He's not going to score three touchdowns every week. I don't. I think that's a little crazy to expect. And he did look really, really good in his uh, opportunity. I think that he might see an opportunity to showcase himself for a trade sometime down the road because Joe Mixon's not going anywhere. Right, right. But uh, The interesting thing is that uh, prior to their bye, Mixon had five touchdowns. Sure. And I think... That's only a, one only one was receiving. So P Ryan unique, turned around. It's a and, unique ooh. outlook, definitely. It's uh it's a system play. Right. Um, for sure. But um I mean, this isn't like some guy fresh off the street, like, holy cow, where'd he come from? Right. Samaji's been in and around dabbling with opportunities for the last three or four years. Correct. And, yeah. Um I just I think that he sees an opportunity and he took advantage of his opportunity. Good for him. And the, the Bengals look like they didn't miss a beat without Joey for one day. Right, right. And they won, didn't they? They did. <laughs> uh, next up, Tony Pollard plus twenty point six, six of six uh, re- uh, receptions on six targets, uh, one hundred nine yards, two touchdowns, fifteen rushes, eighty yards. Can, can we just say it? it When's Ezekiel going to get benched? <sighs> I don't care that he scored two touchdowns. You could score one touchdown from the one yard line behind right. that line, Dan. Right. You're you go a buck twenty seven. Yeah, well, buck seventy two, but thanks. I, yeah, I'm a little dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I mean he's been the better runner for uh, pretty much the, the entire year. season. Yeah. The so whole year. I you know, I get I get the whole uh Jerry Jones sunk cost, this is our guy, we're paying him a ton of money. I don't care. Um, uh, my thought is you're trying to win the game. For sure. Uh, so you play your... The best players. The, the best player. Um, it's it's not even an eyeball test anymore. I mean, it's, it's a head scratcher when you see Zeke in a game where it should be your starting ball carrier, your best hands on the ball. Right. I mean, it's, it's night and day. It is. Next up, Josh Palmer, plus 18.89. He had eight catches on 10 targets 106 yards and two touchdowns Keenan Probably. Allen back into the game which definitely you know his targets aren't where they were going where they are going to be but with Mike Williams going down right I think that's Palmer kind of picked helped. it up yeah yeah then we come to uh our only tight end in here Travis Kelsey um Stud. ridiculous stat line Stud. plus 16.27 points six catches on 10 targets 115 yards and three touchdowns Obviously, still a, a favorite of Mahomes. No doubt about it. I mean, Mahomes has his wide receiving core is so game to game right now. You just don't know. I mean, Kadarius Tony looked like he was going to step in and fill that role, and then he goes and gets hurt. Miko um, Hardman, of course, showed flashes, and now he's hurt. Right. Uh, MVS is MVS. You know, Packer fans <laughs> know you know what you're going to get out of him, and. 
unfortunately for Kansas City, I don't think it's what they were hoping. Yeah, um, it's what I could have told them they were going to yeah, get. I mean, he can he can be good. There's there's, but he disappears for long stretches. There's two constants in football. Number one, Travis Kelsey's going to score you some touchdowns, and number two, my fantasy teams are going to suck. Well, well, wait a second. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is great as long as he's not on my fantasy team because fair, last fair year enough. I drafted him 13th overall in yeah. that league, bum, and bum, he bum, was bum. horrible. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe it's you and me. Yeah. Next up, Jacoby Brissett, plus 14.51. He was 28 of 41 passing for 324 yards and three touchdowns, seven rushes for 29 yards. Every now and then, he looks like an NFL quarterback, Oz. Well, it's it's kind of like Geno Smith. Yeah. I mean. Well, give Geno some credit, though. He went from a, just from one system to another. Jacoby's bounced around to three or four different systems. Right. And he's actually, he's looked good. And looked horrible in all of those systems. Right. Gino was bad in one, and now he looks good in another. I think that that gives Gino the benefit of the doubt. Jacoby, it's not for lack of opportunity. I mean, right. he's had every chance to be a starter, and I don't think he's the worst starter in the world by any means, but I don't think he's somebody they're going to build their franchise around. So, Well, obviously, because someone's comes, coming back yeah, in uh, two weeks. Um, so if you haven't stashed him, think about doing it because uh, Watson could be a big play down the uh, through the playoffs. Going to our duds, this is going to make Scott unhappy because there are two Vikings on here. I've already lived with it. Okay. I'm, I'm over it. Kirk Cousins, minus 15.15 points. He was 12 of 23 for 105 yards passing. I have no words. I... That defensive front seven, it's not a surprise. The front seven from Dallas is is fantastic, and particularly the down linemen, and they just absolutely blew up uh, an otherwise average Minnesota Vikings front, and Kirk didn't have a whole lot of time to do anything. So, I mean, uh, there's a, I've always been a Cousins apologist a little bit, but this one I'm... I, I'm not really even going to put on him either. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be an apologist. I mean, the guy is, the guy keeps the Vikings relevant. Yeah, he's. I there. mean, between I mean, him and Cook and Jefferson, we have a lot of mutual friends that all you know, the good, good-hearted ribbing because I'm a Viking fan. Oh yeah. They, uh, they all think that I'm, you know, I, I'm blind for following this. The the fact that Cousins is a viable NFL alternative, and I, I, I mean, I would argue that. Before last week, Cousins is in the, albeit distant, conversation. He's in the MVP conversation. Right, right. I, I mean, here's the way I look at him. Every year, he's a top 10 or so quarterback Yeah, from in the fantasy, NFL. From fantasy relevance, he's right. always going to get you some, he's the but, safe uh, except player. Except for when I pick him up for <laughs> that one league that I scored thousands bum, bum, of points. Bum, 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 bum. 12 of 23 doesn't get you a whole lot of points. Um, yeah, that's a ridiculous but, scoring right. scoring league anyway. Right. So, but, but I mean, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to bash him either because you know, I mean, he's got he's got some great tools to work with. I mean, I you know, I think any team would like to have um, your running back in and Justin Jefferson, you know, Delvin Cook and Jefferson, and and now Hawkinson and old reliable feeling. Yeah, yeah. If if you need him, he's going to be there. Uh, next up, we have Josh Allen, minus 13.52. He was 18 of 27 for 191 yards and a touchdown and three rushes for seven yards. I mean, this is a guy that generally puts up 300-plus yards 
combined at least every week. That was an interesting... Did you watch much of that I game? did not. It was an interesting game. The The whole game... I, if you're a gambler, which I happen to be, I bet the over. Okay, we'll just get that out there. I say I took the over 50 points for... It made the, it, didn't it? It did. But yeah. for the majority of the game, it didn't look like it would because Josh Allen kept stalling the drives. And there was... It was a very... I think there's something wrong with Josh Allen that, that people aren't talking about or the coaching staff hasn't let on. I mean, after the last couple of weeks, they struggled the last two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. the the big turnovers, red zone turnovers that he had. And then this past week against Cleveland, he has every opportunity in the world to blow that game open. And Tyler Bass had six field goals, dude. Right. I mean, yeah, I know he they, was on my bench. They just didn't, <laughs> they, they just couldn't finish. Like they were moving the ball at will. And the running game was phenomenal. James Cook is a tremendous complimentary to Singletary. Right. Uh, they they were just going like crazy in between the 30s, but then they just couldn't do anything inside the red zone. I don't know if there's something wrong with Josh or what, but maybe he's, he's not his normal self. Well, he was uh, he had the it was it a shoulder injury? Yeah, and uh, that... el- elbow elbow. Injury. Oh, that's right, yeah. elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe that is impacting him more than than they're letting on. Uh, next up, we have Saquon Barkley. He uh, broke some hearts, minus 13.2. Uh, below projected, he was two catches on five targets for 13 yards and 15 rushes for 22 yards. All I can say a is... A paltry mm, one and a half points, or yard per carry. Matt freaking Brita, are you kidding me? <laughs> they get down into the scoring and scoring well, range and they hand it to Matt Brita twice. Well, after... after uh, um, Jones scored one. Yeah, Jones ran the first one in. Then, yeah. then Breida got the second one, and then they got down there again and gave it to Breida again, and he coughed. either he coughed it up or that was fourth down, but whatever it was, I I was watching it on the side TV. Certainly kills Saquon Barkley owners. For sure. Um, I've got him in two leagues and could have used those points. Otherwise, he's playing great this oh, year. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, he's having a good Comeback year. player of the year. Yeah. Uh, next up, Damian Pierce, uh, minus 10.8 points. From projected, two catches on three targets, nine yards, 10 rushes, eight yards. I mean, 12 touches is not a good number for a running back. If you're relying on the Washington, or I'm sorry, the Houston backfield, uh, you definitely have bigger fantasy problems. (laughs) You should not be. Agreed, but Damian Pierce has had some great weeks. You got to remember, they're always behind. Uh, there, they there's, are. There's very few game scripts that are going to give Damian Pierce an opportunity to go for, you know, twenty and a hundred and five and fifty with a couple of touchdowns. That, that oh, ceiling, yeah. the ceiling is just so low to me on Pierce. Agreed. It's just not even worth a, a look. Agreed. Uh, last one we have this week is Justin Jefferson minus ten point three one points below projected. Three uh, three catches on five targets for thirty three yards. Um, see, obviously, a product Kirk of Cousins. right, a product of Cousins not having time to throw. Um, Delvin Cook had a decent game though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. They they tried to establish a run out of desperation, is what that simply was. Is they realized every time Cousins goes into his drop back, he was going to be swarmed under. So they had to had to force feed it to Delvin just to try to slow down that penetration. Right. Right. Makes sense. So let's move on to our picks of the week, play of the week. Um, the top six quarterbacks are Josh Allen, Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Hertz, 
Tua and Geno Smith. So I went with Lamar Whoa. Jackson. Can you, can you say that again? Number six there? Who's number six? Geno Smith is projected Top to have the sixth six quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because... Did you start drinking again? Uh, I have. Um, I had to because <laughs> I, I thought it was supposed to say um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers probably hasn't been in the top six uh, in mm-hmm. six or eight weeks. No. Um, so I'm going Lamar Jackson versus Jacksonville. Um, Lamar hasn't looked good as of late, but I think, you know, it's time to turn it around. He needs to run the ball. He needs to find some receivers. Uh, Andrews, you know, should be available for getting some points for him. So I when, think when he got the MVP... I thought that he turned that corner of, I don't have to do this on my own, because that was the year that he actually looked best, where he was spreading the ball around, didn't automatically tuck and run, and I feel like he's back to that again. Well, and at the beginning of the year, there was talk that he was in the discussion for the, the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he if you look at the Baltimore stat lines right now, he's constantly leading the team in rushing. Right. That's well, not a good but, thing. But, but, you know, no Gus Edwards for the first eight or ten weeks. Uh, um, Dobbins has been hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they they're got, really they – and Kenyon, Justice Hill Kenyon was Drake hurt. Drake is a good fill uh, Kenyon Drake I mean, was decent. You should be able to force feed the ball to Drake. And, I mean, there's a difference between leading your team in rushing because you're – tucking the ball and running before you need to and designed leading the team and running like Justin Fields Agreed. Is. Agreed. And I, I think Lamar has just kind of got to go back to trusting the other guys on his team because if you watch him, he seems he's got happy feet going right now. It's, right. I don't know. Like, well, and, and, you know. I'm sure he doesn't care what I'm saying in no, you know, no, no. central Wisconsin. I, I, am, I have never been uh, a fan of the running quarterback. I, I mean, who is – you know the uh, the Justin Fields the the um Patrick Mahomes runs a lot Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray uh, Lamar Jackson I you know I I've always looked at and and maybe because you know the Packers for the last 30 plus years have employed a drop back quarterback right. who can run when they need to when he's flushed right but but it, that is almost never I mean he would much rather throw the ball and you see uh, some of these guys, uh, yeah, nope, I don't see anything on my first right. or second look, and I'm going to just yeah, take off. I, I almost feel like Lamar never gets to his third read. and that's I would I'm not, agree. I'm not a Baltimore fan. I don't sit there and watch every game, but I am a football fan, and I know you, know, you can tell somebody like Tua you know, drops back, and you know, he certainly could be a running quarterback as well. Right. Or, but you can see he goes through his progressions. Like, you know, he, he checks Hill. He checks Gusecki. You know, he checks for his dump out before he pulls and runs, which is right. why you don't see a lot of rushing numbers from him. Right. Lamar looks for his primary receiver. If it's not there, he tucks and goes. Right. That's the way this Yeah, that's, and, that's and they're figuring the right. They're figuring it out. I mean, in the past, he was so electric that he'd get away from everybody. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been doing that the last few weeks. Defenses always catch up. Yep. So who's your pick? You're going to love this yeah, one. Yeah, I know. You uh, you told me before the show started that uh, you picked up Taylor Heineke, and he did absolutely nothing for you. But Two I'm, weeks ago. I'm going with uh, Taylor Heineke as my <laughs> stud of the week. He uh, 
He was just given the proverbial vote of confidence in, in Washington. He basically now has won the job over Carson Wentz, who's healthy. I think uh, this is Taylor's first chance to where he's, you know, this is his team. And he's been playing well enough, and they're going up against an Atlanta defense that is incredibly susceptible, not only by pass, but by run. So I see Heineke also doing a little Justin Fields magic against Atlanta like he did, like they did this week. Um, I think Heineke can throw for 300, two touchdowns, maybe rush for 30, and even sneak another one in that way. Well, just, That's so, more of a detriment against Atlanta than it is support of Heineke, but I think <laughs> Heineke is going to have that confidence level that is always important when you're running an offense. That makes me feel good coming from you because, I mean, like I said, 3-8, and 4-7, and seven, uh, I've been playing Heineke for two weeks in that league. Uh, he's lost me two games because Kyler Murray has been injured, and you want me to listen to you and play Dude, Heineke. Heineke's going to have a big week. You want to book a division championship for Ozzy's Oddballs, Heineke's going to lead you to the promised land. Okay. I, I am going to play him then, <laughs> unless Kyler Murray is somehow healthy. <laughs> Running backs, we've got Kenneth Walker III, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, big man King Henry. Look at, look at this one. Tony Pollard. Look at that. And JT. So those are our top six in our league, and I am going to go James Conner. Um, ran well this week. Um, they're going against the Chargers. I would say... I would say the volume is there. I don't know. I'm not sure how well he ran, to be honest. Did you watch much of that game I didn't. last night? I didn't. The volume was there, no doubt about it, but I don't know if he ran well. Like, yeah, I, I, you know. He's going to get the opportunity. And right. The, and I'll tell you, the Chargers are not the 49ers when it comes to run stopping. So I think. Agreed. It, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just. I just wanted you to rein in your horses. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's going to go off for 35 points. Right. I'm just saying, you know, outside the top six, you want a decent play. Yeah, I like James Conner. Mm -hmm. How about you? I'm going to go way down the list. you got to look deep down into the uh, the depths of, of my list here. I'm going with Jeff Wilson in Miami. I know he's going to be splitting carries with Mostert, but they're going up against Houston. And Houston already does have problems with the run, and I expect Miami to win this in a blowout. And they just traded for Wilson. I'm pretty sure they're going to be okay showcasing him. I would expect to see 80 yards in a touch, maybe 50 in a touch through the air. Um, this is a really good system for him. I don't think that San Francisco was a bad system by any means, but I think that Miami has definitely shown... This is the guy that they want, and Mostert is going to get a few carries, but Wilson's going to be their guy on the third down. I think downs. Mostert's dinged up a little, isn't he? Um, honestly, I didn't even look at that but because I had Mostert in one of my other leagues, and I, I did watch him a couple weeks ago, and they did a 50-50 split. But um, gotcha. I, think, I think Wilson is is proving that he belongs, and he's a good complement to the rest of the offense. Yeah, and I mean, he, he was he was decent when he played in San for sure, Fran. For sure, But he stayed now healthy. they've got yeah. McCaffrey, and they've got Elijah Mitchell back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're... It was a great deal for both teams. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, very, agreed. Very um, moving on to wide receivers, we've got Diggs, Adams, Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, and Jefferson. So I decided to go A.J. Brown versus Green Bay. 
Um, Green Bay's got decent DBs, uh, although Stokes is out for the year. And they've got one of the worst defensive coordinators in football. Um, How do you feel about this? I I think they should uh, probably fire him. But that's just my opinion. Um, You know, a couple weeks ago against Dallas, um, that, you know, it's, it's almost like they're constantly playing a prevent defense. And the only thing a prevent defense does is it prevents you from stopping them from scoring. So ultimately, I mean... CeeDee Lamb had a huge game against the Packers. And Jefferson has had a huge game against the Packers. I mean, there are, you line them up. They're generally pretty good against the Packers. Yeah, because, Tennessee doesn't have any receivers. So and they nobody still really had a great game. But they still but had the someone with 100. Game was good. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, Tannehill went for 300 and some yards. Right. And I was sitting there going, the only way they're going to beat the Packers is running the ball. No, they beat them through the air. I mean, they beat him with running, too, but he didn't, you know, King Henry didn't have a a massive game. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, um, because if they don't don't keep Hurts in the pocket, I mean, (laughs) what I'm trying to say is if they try to play some sort of a cover two or, you know, sort of of try to make sure that they aren't hurt by the passing game. They'll get crushed. Hurts Hurts. is going to tear them up. Oh, yeah. Yep. So they have to put pressure on them, which is going to put extra pressure on the corners, and guys like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are such good athletes that they're going to create separation no matter who's on but, them. But if if the Packers would play, because the Packers have gone to a zone defense. Right. Why, why would you not take Jair and just play him sing, well, single when you've one got, on cover? Right. When you've got Jair, you've got Stokes, and you've got Rasul Douglas. Right. Arguably the best three uh, receiver or uh, DBs on one team. Sure. And granted, we're without Stokes, but you're playing them Let's in zone. Play zone coverage, right? Doesn't make any sense at all. And yeah. I, you know, that's what I've and been saying think, all year. I think Jair is a uh, lockdown. You know, like possibly the best corner in all of football. Right. Right. <laughs> and you're you playing him in that opportunity. Right. To just take one one tool out of the game. You know, yep. basically you, you say, all right, AJ Brown, you yep. are not going to beat us. Right. And they could do that. They can do that, but they refuse to do it because their defensive coordinator doesn't play that way. Are you starting the fire Barry now? uh... Oh, I was on that wagon several (laughs) weeks ago. I I mean, they've just been doing poorly all year because of it. Indeed. Who's your pick? Um, I'm just going to ride the uh, Washington Heineke bandwagon here. I think Scary Terry's going to go off. He'll be a recipient of... uh, uh, (laughs) You're rolling your eyes at me because you got him too. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I've got you. Terry McLaurin in our league. Terry's going to have a big week. He's been playing great lately. He's clearly on the same page as Heineke. If you watch him and his route running, it's been as good as it's ever been. Um, and Atlanta's just terrible. I'm telling you, their their secondary is awful. They're they get no penetration. It's not like Heineke's going to be under a tremendous amount of pressure. Grady Jarrett's about the only person that you fear on that entire line. Right. Double I, team him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like Heineke's going to have time, and if you're going to give me an extra, you know, half a second to a second and a half for McLaren to, to make a move, I'll take Terry all day long, man. Wow. You are just setting me up for victory this One, week. 140 and two tutties. That's what I'm giving him. Wow. I mean, I, I may not even need McCaffrey and Saquon no, to don't. win this week. 
it's gonna you're on your way to another title, Oz. Jeez. So we move on to tight ends. Uh, we've got Travis Kelsey, we've got Andrews, we've got Hawkinson, we've got Fryermuth, we've got Knox and Kittle. So I went with Foster Moreau. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't have much to say there. Um, you know, the pickings weren't great. You could have stopped with Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, and then you flip a coin. And yeah. then there's really nobody else to choose from. Right. Um, I know what you, I went with, uh, David and Joku mainly because he's now back from the injury. They kind of broke him in last week. He just got himself into the game. Um, I think he only had three targets, caught two of them. But, you know, it's the first week back after five weeks out with that injury. Just being careful, I'm sure. And, again, it's a situation of who they're playing. You know, they're, Cleveland's going to be going up against uh, Tampa Bay. It's going to be a, a game where they have an opportunity to, um, you know, take advantage of a not very good defense against the tight ends, that which the D, the Tampa Bay defense is solid, right? But their pass coverage or linebacker pass coverage is a little on the slow side. My my Vikings went through this for four years with uh, Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr and the, the great great running back, uh, excuse me, great linebackers. But in pass coverage, they struggle, right? So I just think there's a little bit of an opportunity. I'm not talking big numbers or anything for Njoku, but I think it's he's he's good athletic guy that I think's got a chance. I mean, you look at tight ends in general, and you know, you never, it, it's so hard to predict what they're going to do. Yeah, it's quite good. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what's the coverage going to be like? Uh, are they going to get behind? Um, or, or if they're ahead, they're not going to use the tight end. They're going to run. Yeah. You know, it just, there are so many factors that play into it. I mean, it's like the week that uh, Hawkinson went off and had his three touchdowns and, mm-hmm. and what, 188 yards or whatever, it, out, of, out of the blue. Right. right. I, I mean, where. I mean, yeah, granted, they were without Amon Ross St. Brown that week, but, you know, you just, there's never an expectation no, that your no tight end is going to. to it. It's a, just the best you can do is look at the matchup, you know, how's the team do versus pass coverage out of the tight end position. Right. Um, sometimes you can, you know, you can, lean more towards a quarterback for example like a tom brady who's going to be very check down heavy um but you know if you don't have that history to look but his at, his check down is um kate otten now well yeah but his his real check down is um fournette or the backfield uh, or or the uh, wide receiver um godwin godwin yeah sure. i mean godwin can go have 10 catches for 60 yards right so he's normally that guy that he looks at for short distance passing so i mean un- unless you've got um the big man who retired drunk uh, yeah i mean you're just you're not gonna see another player like that right now nope. in tampa no nope. so let's move on to our thursday games we've got the bills minus nine and a half at the lions the bills offense is nine rushing ninth rushing third Passing second overall, going against a defense that is 31st versus the rush, 28th versus the pass, and 32nd versus, or, or overall. I think Allen is going to have a big game. I think Singletary and or Cook or the combination. I mean, it's so hard to say because you don't know who's going to get the hot hand. You don't know. Right. I, I, I think going against the, the 31st rush defense, you're going to, 
run the ball well. Yeah. Uh, Diggs will have a big game, and Knox could have a big game. Yeah, I think in the you know from a gambling stand, stance, I always I take the short week, and you always play the under because they want to get the clocks moving so the bodies are taking the least bit of contact as possible. Um, I agree with you. Singletary and Cook should have a huge day, and I think it's going to be a fast clock for the early morning game on uh, get to your turkey a little bit sooner, maybe. Yeah, maybe in the afternoon. And and you know. We've seen Thursday night games. Maybe maybe we'll see a difference with the Thursday day games, but those Thursday night games have been real sleepers. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, the it's... clocks move so fast. I think if I didn't, I mean, last week was an under, and I can't remember who played the week before, but three weeks ago I actually took an over, and there hadn't been an over yet. And I said, hey, we're due for an over, and I'll be dang if it didn't hit. Oh, it did. Yeah, wow. so, I got, so I got one over in... What are we? A week? Uh, it's eleven weeks of Thursday football. Right. Oh so, yeah, the under <laughs> is the smart play. It, yeah, it's I'll, it's been boring football. So it'll play the Thursday night under and the uh, the uh, over the seas under too when they go play early morning over in you know Munich or when they're still asleep. England or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So then we've got the Lions um, on offense. They are tenth pass or rushing, fifteenth passing, sixth overall. The Bills are 8th against the run, 20th against the pass, and 13th overall. I think Goff is going to have a so-so game. I mean, they're going to they're gonna probably be behind. He'll probably have to throw a lot. I don't see Williams or Swift having a big game. Um, I mean, it's, it's a good, good rush defense, and they are, you know, while they're pretty good, I just I don't see him running the ball a lot. I would um, agree with that. It, the Lions are a nice story, though. They've got three wins in a row. Dan Campbell's he's a likable guy. The player mm-hmm. the players have run through a wall for this guy, and this is their. Do I want to say this is their showcase moment of the season? I mean, it could be. They you know they were on you know hard knocks, and the whole world got to watch you know what's going on. And I think by and large they're. They're a fun story, and I think this is their validation moment. Mm-hmm. I told you the Bills are there's just something not right, and I'm not believe me, I'm not calling for a Lions victory here, but I think this game might be a little more entertaining than what people are maybe thinking it would. Be. And and I think that if that happens, you're gonna say what's wrong with Josh Allen. I would agree with that 100. Um, percent I mean, I'm already saying it, but that, right. if you're losing to the Lions. Or or not covering the nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah there, there should be question marks all I, over it. I would agree. Next up, we've got the Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys are nine-point favorites. Um, I So offensively, the Giants are fourth rushing, 28th passing, excuse me, 19th overall. Defense, the Cowboys are 26th against the run, first against the pass, ninth overall. I see... Daniel Jones having a lousy game, even though they'll probably be chasing. See Kirk Cousins. Yep. And I think uh, Barkley is going to have a, a decent game. Uh, you know, if they're 26th against the rush. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Giants are fourth rushing, so that's about the only way they're going to have a chance. Uh, I don't see Slayton or Bellinger doing much. I, I just don't see, you know, I, I think the Cowboys are going to handle them. Uh, for my point, you know, having Barkley on two of my teams, I certainly hope he does well. Yeah, I, I think it's a good spot for him. I agree that they're going to have to get it out early. 
Uh, the difference, you know, it's always a what have you done for me lately league. So you look at last week, Delvin Cook is he's a good pass catcher. He's not a great pass catcher. Uh, Saquon Barkley is somebody who I think is he's got great hands. He's he's excellent on space. You give him an opportunity, and he can create a situation where that Dallas front is going to have to slow down because they have to respect the screen game. Right. But, I mean, they also know that's coming. So I, I guarantee they'll be game planning for that. You know, I'm a lot smarter people, football smarter people than me are going to be involved in it, but I'm sure they're going to be able to slow that down. I I am not so sure about that because every week watching the Packers, I sit there and I go, okay, it's halftime. We should be able to make adjustments and figure this out. (laughs) That doesn't always happen. It it almost never happens. Um, uh, You know, one of my, my biggest concerns is, like with the Packers offense, is the disappearance of the post or the quick uh, slant oh yeah uh used to be used to be a staple yeah and i almost never see it anymore right that's a great way to slow down the rush because you force those linemen to decide whether they want to stop and get their hands up or not right they have to honor that right instead you know it's it's third and two or fourth and two and what do we what do we dial up you know it's a it's an easy little run for one of those two great running backs and we're going to throw a 45 yard bomb because that makes the most sense, For right? Sure. Coaches are constantly overthinking themselves on a micro level, but on a macro level where it's, you know, strategy and game plan, they, they always seem to miss the easy thing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. But on a, on, a, on a third and two, you know, from the opponent's 20-yard line, when you're in a, a nail-biter of a game, they can't... You know they're they're over analyzing right. it to the point they run some trick play when you should just hand it off twice <laughs> to your stud right up the middle. I mean you've got you you've know. got a two hundred and uh, how how big is is AJ Dillon two hundred and fifty yeah. some yeah. pounds? They call him Quadzilla right. for God's sake. Right. I mean the guy's legs Give are the size the of most people's waist. Run two yards. Right. And if you can't get two yards. Then you got a bigger macro problem that you need to look at from a strategy standpoint. And and an offensive line issue. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then we've got the Cowboys um, who are eighth. Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony. No, no, no. I've got Zeke with the uptick. Tony, uh, we've got uh, eight, uh, eighth overall rushing, 25th passing, 14th overall, going against the 25th rushing defense, the 13th pass defense 17th overall so i don't see dak necessarily having a huge um passing day i think he'll do he'll do well yeah, you know he'll do about he'll projections right it's going to be tony pollard slash ezekiel elliott um falling into the end zone for two or three yeah. poach touchdowns uh, yes, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, don't give it to the guy that did all the running to get you there. Give it to Zeke because you're paying him the money, so he needs the 20 touchdowns this once, year. Once again, talking about micro and, and macro managing, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, I don't see CeeDee Lamb or Dalton Schultz having huge games because of the fact that Pollard slash Zeke might yeah. run for 200 it's another yards. game I, I really like the under on this game because, again, not only being a Thursday game, uh, you know, they're going to be the short notice, fast clock kind of thing, but both teams' strengths are their running game. Right. And I think that that just plays to a fast-moving clock. Yeah, offensively, they're both um, good running teams. Defensively, they're both bad 
running. Defensive, yeah, it's bad stopping. <laughs> stopping the yeah. run. So it, it could be a very, very quick uh, game with a lot of running yep. and no clock stopping. Next up, we've got the Pats versus your Vikings. Well, hopefully I haven't had enough, too much to eat on Thanksgiving to where I feel like throwing up at when I watch this and the Vikes come out looking like I think they're going to look. But Well, they're picked to win. This is a game that they should win. Um, the def- Vikings are nothing, I mean, excuse me, the Pats are nothing, um, you know, they're not prolific point scorers. Right. The, the Pats' strengths are not the Vikings' weaknesses, which was that was the problem with Dallas. Dallas is strong running the game. They're strong at putting pressure on the QB. Both of those are the Vikings' primary weaknesses. They have trouble stopping the run, and they have trouble in pass pro. Mm-hmm. This is not the case. The Pats don't, again, they have a pretty solid defense, but they don't generate a ton of pressure other than... Uh, Oh, his name's escaping me. The guy that came from Baltimore. Um, oh. Um, oh. I can't think of his name. Yeah. 55 is his number, but I can't think of his name. It, it might jump out at me here. But he's the only guy that, you know, tends to put consistent pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, from from an offensive standpoint, I think the Vikings should be able to do what they want to do. You know, they're going to... Play, they're playing Belichick, so obviously they, they're going to have to work for it, a lot of underneath kind of stuff. I don't think that they're going to let Jefferson run around free like a lot of the teams do. But, right. Um, but from the Pats' side of things, I think... I mean, you look at the Pats' defense, they're they're 12th against the run, 7th against the pass, and 4th yeah. overall. Yeah, so, they're I mean, not they're, a bad defense. Right. Well, they, they've got to have a good defense because their offense is offensive. Right. Um, yeah. They don't put up the points that you're going to need to, I mean, if, if they get down by a lot, if, if Minnesota comes out and scores 21 points in the first quarter, that game's in my mind, the game's over. Yeah, it's over. Because I don't think that, uh, the Pats can actually put up those kinds of points. So, um, I actually, you know, marked, uh, Mac Jones. Is Mac Jones starting? I think so. Uh, they, they're, yeah. It was up in the air. They, they would not commit to it, but I think that he's going to start. Okay. So I him, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Myers, Jacoby Myers, uh, Hunter Henry, I, I don't give any of them a, a really a good chance of doing a lot above projections. No. I think they're going to be pretty much right where they're projected. I think you're going to see Cousins possibly have another down game. Um, Cook. Might get some some running in there. I mean, I would expect that he would. Uh, in my mind, somehow Cousins is going to have to find a way to do it. Yeah, I, I would, don't know if he will. Primetime games, you know, Kirk's record. Yep, Owen. I, I said thirteen. Owen thirteen. I I said I, I'm a Cousins apologist, and I I stick to that, but. There is definitely some validity to the, the big moments he seems to shy from, and it's it's annoying. Sometimes it's unfair, but winners win. And, well, is it you know, is it like the Packers going thirteen and three for three straight years, or thirteen yeah. and four the last year? And, Little smoke and mirrors. Maybe. Yeah, and and now you can't. You know they they don't make it to or past the NFC yeah. Championship game. So, I mean, I I should be an apologist also, right? Because well, Regardless of you know you've got you've got um, Aaron Rodgers 
possibly one of the best passing quarterbacks of all time, and he's got one championship. I don't even want to go down this road that I've been in with so many Packer fans. 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and you guys have two trophies. I know, you got none. I've heard it all. but we should have way more than that. Yes, you should. You should not be satisfied when Tom Brady has seven by himself. But Tom Brady is a different person in that, you know, over the last 10 years, where where has he been ranked as far as quarterback pay? Yeah, he's willing to take some pay cuts right. to build the team around him. Right. I agree with you. I mean, he is he has he has a great he has a, a big ego, but it's not all about money. For sure. He would rather win as a team than to sit there and make fifty million dollars a year and just be called, you know, well, you're the highest paid. Well, <laughs> great. And and Aaron Rodgers may be the best passer to have lived. He's not the best quarterback to have played on a team to help them win championships. He's not the best team player. Oh, he's I don't think he's a team player at all. He has a unique a unique way of elevating people to his style of play, but if you don't, it's an automatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll give you that look. Right. Uh, he may we've cuss all you seen out. It. Yeah, we've oh yeah, all well, LaFleur saw it just a week or so ago. You know what the are you doing running or passing the ball? We should be running. Right. And I don't disagree with him. No, he's smart. He, he knows a lot about football. He reads defenses better than just about anybody. Uh, unfortunately, having young receivers, they don't automatically do what he knows is the correct play. So. Right. But you have to shoulder a lot of the blame yourself you do. to take the heat off of those young receivers so they can build some confidence. Well, and you also weren't there to go through the whole preseason with these guys and work sure. with them yeah, and make, awesome. you know, it's, it's all about, you know, I'm not, I'm not mentoring, blah, blah, blah. You have to. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you can't I mean, have your cake and eat it too. Right. You right. You're to, not going to be a champion. You have to be part of the solution or you can't yell about the problem. Right. So. Right. Exactly. So that's all we have for this week. Um, I want to thank Scott for helping me out this week. Um, Hopefully you'll come back sometime when I need you. We'll see what happens. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the fans will speak and say, don't ever bring that guy on well, again. Well, so. it, it also depends on how Heineke and McLaurin do this week. <laughs> right. Um, I so, may not so invite you back. Yeah, so here's, here's the deal. Heineke and McLaurin go off big time for Washington and then play all three unders on Thursday and then come back to me and tell me if you want me to be on the, game, on the okay. show later. So. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I am Ozzy. I am Q. Thanks for listening in. Later.